Let me help y'all. This time, I'm not talking about anything about race, diversity. We're going to have fun this morning. <laughs> Somebody like, whoa, thank you, Lord. Listen, let me just say this. I want to give a shout out to my buddies, my friends. And I say that not lightly. We have gone out to eat together. You feed me, you my friend. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Give it up for your great pastors of this house. All righty. I'm going to do this, man. I, when I come, I always observe, and I have to incorporate some comedy here. Let me just say, first of all, living word, y'all do it different than anybody on the planet. No, y'all didn't clap for yourselves. Y'all are what we call different. <laughs> different. Y'all have produced more movies than Warner Brothers in the last 10 years. I don't understand. I was so nervous when I walked into church. There was a set in the back. It was a hospital bed. My blood pressure went up. I say, yeah, Lord, you knew I needed to lay down. <laughs> okay, some of y'all didn't get that joke. That's okay. But then just when I thought y'all couldn't take it to the next level, am I the only one? Y'all are used to this. Y'all need to give me a warning when you're going to do technology stuff. Shaquille O'Neal's, if Shaquille O'Neal ever come to preach here, he's got a podium right here. When that thing rose up out the stage, I thought Transformers were coming. I, black folks, you got to let us know. I said, got to go. No, sir. Mm -mm, no transforming up in here. And I just love Man Living Word, and it is Father's Day, so let me send a shout out to all fathers in the building. All right. So we're going to get into some word, but, you know, when I come, I have to warm you up to get into the word. Can we do that? And I'm not going to talk about fathers, but I believe that Mother's Day has passed, and people ask the question, why is Mother's Day and Father's Day so different? Okay. How many commercials have y'all seen in the last week about your father? Mother's Day, they start running in December. <laughs> Don't forget mama. Mother's Day is coming in two years. What are you talking about? Fathers, let me explain it the way God gave it to me. They paid the cost that we were not willing to pay. Okay. <laughs> Men, I thank God every day that he made it the way he did. talk to y'all <laughs> women your threshold for pain is so high God gave you special authority that's why you get Mother's Day like you get it cause I'm blessed to have my beautiful wife my two beautiful children and my daughter-in-law with me show them some love yeah but let me prophesy to this church if God had switched the program would none of them be on that front row? Can I just be honest? If, mm -mm, if, Lord Jesus, wait a minute. If men were the ones who had to deliver, I guarantee the population of the United States would be 22. <laughs> Where are my men at? Can I get an amen in here? I'm just going to be honest with you. If, uh, uh, Jesus. When I think about it, I just want to take around the church run. Come on, somebody. Ladies, you deserve the posters, the meals, 
the cookouts, whatever you're supposed to, I will give it to you gladly because what I'm not going to give you is a baby. Come on, somebody. I'm just going to preach. I might look pregnant, but I'm not. Can I? You didn't have to laugh that hard, sister. You just, the punchline wasn't even there yet. <laughs> and the truth is, I know this because, you know, uh, how many men went when your wife was pregnant, went like to the classes where they taught you how to, yeah, and so practice was one thing. I, I got an A plus at practice. I was good. I was like, breathe, honey. We had a dance going. It was beautiful. I said, I'm ready. They showed me the video. That got a little touchy, but I said, I, once I get my consciousness back, I can deal with this. And, but then it was game time. Every man in this room remember game time, don't you? That's when I found out my wife is the strongest woman on the planet. Look at my head. All my children have my head. Somebody say, bless her, bless her, bless her. Come on. <laughs> Some of y'all laughing too quick when I make these personal analogies. And men, am I the only one who got faint in the room? If you're a man and you almost fainted, okay, am I the only one? Okay, talk to y'all over here. I was doing good when she was breathing. And my wife, literally before my eyes, I saw her turn. When she went in, her makeup was done. She was, I heard butterflies. I Organs playing, it was beautiful. She was just, we're going to make it. I said, that's right, baby. With Jesus, we shall do this. <laughs> After hour two, her hair went loose. She wiped the mascara off. I said, we're going to make it. She said, shut up. I said. <laughs> After hour five, she was holding my hand, and I tried to move. Um, this pinky finger still is crooked if you look at it. It never healed. The doctor said, I don't know how she broke it in 75 places and you ain't got but 20 bones in the finger. Y'all, she squeezed my hand and I stood there. And when that big head boy head, I saw, y'all, in the hospital, they supposed to keep the mama for a couple of days. She went home the same day. They kept me for two weeks. I about didn't make it. I did. I was had flashbacks and I, they would put me under. Come on, somebody. So I don't care what you say. Women, you deserve your Mother's Day. Give yourself a hand. But I want to say this. The beautiful thing about Father's Day, uh, you can get a good deal on a meal today. You don't have to make reservations. You go to Ruth Chris, they in front of Ruth Chris with signs, please come in and eat. We'll pay for your food. Mother's Day, you better call two years ahead. I tried to get reservations. The only place I could take my wife was Wendy's. Now, we went to Wendy's. But come on, somebody. I feel it in my left shoulder and my right shoulder because in the church, I love how pastor said it so powerfully. Read your Bible. You, you decide how God even looks at parenthood. Fathers and mothers are different. Say different. different. Our approach is totally different. Pastor Melissa made a comment. She said she sent her daddy a picture of her on socks. We can stop right there. 
That's a daughter move. Only a daughter can do that with her daddy. Sons, I wish you would. My son, no, if he send me a picture of him on my socks, I'm going to go to his house, pull him out of his house, and whoop him for five minutes for even thinking about this stuff. But if he sent it to his mama, she would wear them socks to school. Look what my baby gave me. It's a different game. Can I get a witness? Mamas and daddies are totally different. Am I right about it? Don't believe me. Read your Bible. I got to do this because Pastor Steve liked this post I did earlier this week. I got in trouble with some folks, and I, I'm a comedian, so I got to observe. Um, how many know um, Al Pacino, the actor? Mm -hmm. How many read the news? You saw it. Uh, the Godfather, you know, scar him. Uh, Y'all watch movies. This is living word. Come on, somebody. <laughs> They've been like, I, I don't know. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, well, uh, there was a miracle birth that took place in Hollywood. I don't know if y'all heard this, but Al Pacino, 83, and his girlfriend, 29, stopped the story right there. Because when I first read it, I thought he said his granddaughter, but it said his... Anyway, they had a baby. Every woman in here like, huh? Every man is like, huh? <laughs> Let me just say right quick, I told somebody on Facebook, I said, if at a certain age, men, it's time to focus on grandpa and great-grandpa and being a godfather. At 83, at 49, I'm 49. If my wife told me today, you saw her head shake. <laughs> my wife would said, I tell you what, you better run in five minutes because it's going to be on. And come on, somebody. I believe at a certain age, you're time to stop it out. But in the Bible, we read the Bible and forget there was a couple that broke the record. Abraham, Sarah. Now, we read that book, and we call him the father of faith and all this. I never could get past the story. I mean, can we just be honest? Who in this room will just be honest? Ladies, let me talk to y'all. You 90? Okay, y'all said that quick. She said, no, I'm 40. No. <laughs> we read the Bible, and we think it's just a story, but it's there because it's real. Uh, if my wife had been Sarah and I had been Abraham, I guarantee you, Isaac would have never gotten here. <laughs> it would have had to come somewhere else because when my wife overheard, she would have packed up two goats, <laughs> seven horses, uh-uh, and she moved away to a land not known of. Can I get a witness? I'm going to be honest. Can I be real with you? And my wife, if, if it was, you know, like that, my wife would have a headache every time. It's just like, ooh. I said, honey, it's 25 days in a row. Yes. Ooh, I need some Excedrin. But the Bible lets us know fathers and mothers are totally different because of the story that happened with Isaac on the mountain. Who remembers the story when Abraham takes Isaac up to the mountain? First of all, we always talk about the faith of Abraham. Mm -mm. Forget Abraham. Isaac 
is the hero of that story. Isaac was not a baby. Isaac was a young man. Now, men, if your daddy <laughs> took you to a hill when you was 13, 14, 15, said, we're going up to sacrifice, I would be with him. I said, cool, daddy. I love how you sacrifice. This is good. Let me get the wood. He got the wood. He said, cool, daddy. Let me go hook up uh, the smoke. Let me get the smoke going. I know you like that good smoke, daddy. Yeah, let me get that good smoke. Boom, we good. And then Isaac said, uh, okay, I see the wood. Um, smell the fire. Uh, just a question, uh, Pop. Uh, where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, God will provide. <laughs> then he looked at him. I said, you got one more time to look at me, Daddy. Abraham didn't have to force Isaac. Isaac laid on the thing and watched his daddy take the knife and lift it. And right before he went down, the Holy Ghost kicked in and there was a ram in the bush. Now, y'all read the story and y'all go to the next text. That ain't what I look at. What was Isaac thinking? I wish my, when my daddy's knife went in the air, I would have been back home with my mama already. Talking about, you ain't going to believe this. He crazy, mama. But the reason why Abraham is the father of faith and has wisdom is because Abraham understood he was no fool. Because in that Bible, it says God provided a sacrifice. They sacrificed. They came down. But one conversation that's in the Bible that's not in the Bible that needs to be in the Bible is the conversation that Abraham had with his son right before he got home. I guarantee you, Abraham, right before he got to the house, said, oh, stay right here. Come here, boy. Now, what happened on that mountain <laughs> is between me, you, and Jesus. Don't you tell your mama or next time it's going down. If Sarah had heard about that story, Abraham wouldn't have been the father of nothing. It would have said it on that day. Abraham went on to be with his father. And Isaac took over at that. Y'all ain't going to talk to him up in here. And here's the beauty of the thing. So I say all that to say this. In the church, it is so important that we hold fast to this. When you read the Bible, it's full of joy. When you live your life, it talks about living a life full of joy. And so I came here today on assignment to deal with something. Can I deal with it? My assignment today is real simple. Somebody say, don't lose your joy. Now, Pastor, it's, 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 it's funny. I, I was able to see some of the other great speakers y'all have had, and so I know just I love this series, how y'all bring in great speakers, and uh, I'm, I'm the interlude to the great speakers, so I'm sort of, <laughs> it goes down, it goes back up. Yeah. But, oh, y'all so sweet, I'll pay you $5 after service. I <laughs> but, but let me be real. My, my, my sister is a physician, and she travels the country dealing with mental health and other stuff, and in the body of Christ, we have this little thing that we think we think that church folks don't deal with depression and wanting to give up and losing hope. Yet we have pastors committing suicide. We have deacons, we have elders ending it all. And so in the body of Christ, it's so crazy because we actually have uh, two sides, two extremes. One side says, be serious. 
God is not a God of funny. Your loved one dies, don't cry. Don't you sorrow. Okay, that was my mama. No, she's going to a better place. Yeah, but I want to see her here. Stop that. Then on the other side, it is too free. We too loose. They say, don't laugh. Okay, don't laugh. Okay, now laugh. We don't know what to do as believers because people keep pulling it all over. Can I give you a statement? There is a time to everything. The Bible in Ecclesiastes nails it. It says there's a time to be born, a time to die. There's a time to cry, and there's a time to laugh. So I'm going to do this today because what you don't know, this is therapeutic for me. I'll, I'm up here joking with you all today, but can I give you all an honest testimony? Uh, the reason I do what I do in comedy and law, the number one impact next to God was my late father. My late father died seven years ago on tomorrow. So when I'm ministering to you, I'm ministering to myself. In your lowest point, you got to learn how to pull on the joy of the Lord. Somebody said, why is that important? Go to Proverbs 17, 22. When I first started doing comedy, Pastor, this was the scripture I used to have on my business cards, and it used to scare some people because it was a scripture, and I said, well, it's the scripture God gave me. Can I do it real quick? Proverbs 17, 22. <laughs> Speaking of getting old, my eyes, okay. It says, a cheerful heart is like medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bone. Okay, let me help y'all. People ask me, Rod, how long have you been doing comedy? Can I tell you how long I've been doing comedy? All my life. My late grandfather used to be in a nursing home. When I was a kid, I used to get behind the church and I would impersonate what I saw in church. I'm talking about full five years old. Well, I would go to the nursing home with my father to shave my grandfather and the attendants would sometimes come in and say, can we see little Rod? They would take me to certain rooms where there were patients whose family had forsaken them and they would be in their rooms moaning and they weren't sick that was their way of crying because they have not seen their children they hadn't seen their grandchildren they've been left alone drying up in the bones they would bring me in and I would come in and they would point them out and I would go up and I'd say, hey, James Brown. And I'd say, oh, and I would do James Brown. Then I would say, hey, one time I went to the store and I would tell stories and jokes from school. I literally would see folks who was crouched over start to straighten up, sit up in the bed, and their face turned up. And after they did that, they would start patting. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was doing... Proverbs 17, 22. Their bones had dried up, but because they had joy in their heart, they started to get strength. It don't just work for senior citizens. We come to church and we smile and we go through the motions and some of us are drying up in the bone. 
because we lost our joy in 1991, 2005, 2017. Something happened that caused you to lose joy. It could have been a lost loved one. Could have, could have been a divorce. It could have been a traumatic situation. God called me here today to say, don't lose your joy. Okay, somebody said, why? Nehemiah, my scripture. Nehemiah 8 and 10. Because pastors a lot of times, and not this church, but some pastors, boy, they get me. Oh, they are so deep and so serious, and they act like you're never supposed to get a release in laughter and joy, and you're supposed to live a life full of, we're just going to go to church, read the Bible, go, and then we wonder why young people's like, when I get old enough to drive, I'm making another decision. <laughs> Nehemiah 8, 10 says this. Thank you. Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, not liquor, and even send some to those who have nothing prepared. Next one. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve. Why? For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Did it, did it say it? Keep crying and you'll get stronger. Uh-uh. It says, do not grieve. Why? Because if you lose your joy, you will lose your strength. You think I'm talking crazy? Studies show when an older couple that had been married for years, when a spouse dies, it's not too much longer that the other spouse leaves. Could be in perfect health. That spouse dies and it's, what, daddy died that quick? What happened? His joy was tied to his spouse or her spouse. And when they left, their strength left. And they said, I'm gone. How many in this room will be honest? You've had a rough place you've hit. And if it was not for God picking you up, am I talking? Can I just be real? When my father died, I would go in my closet. My wife knew the code. I'd go in my prayer closet, but I wasn't praying. I'm in there playing sad songs. I'm, I mean, I had those. I would make myself, and I'm in there just wailing, and my daughter right there broke me. She was a baby at the time. My daughter came in, bust in the closet on assignment from God. She said, Daddy, she shut my laptop that was playing a sad song. She says, Daddy, why do you keep looking at that? I, I said, well, first of all, this is disrespectful for you to. <laughs> That's the first thing. And then I said, because I, I miss your grandpa. She said, well, Daddy, um, I know what you can do child why don't you like think about like the fun stuff Papa did with you and think about the time you had and uh and stop thinking about the time you don't I, I, and she don't and she walked out the room I said what, what I said do I go whoop her for being disrespectful this God said to me listen to your daughter 
Can I give you a secret? That's your key. When life hits you with whatever it hits you with, you got to learn to pull the joy. You got to learn to come up with a smile and with a laugh. Now, this sounds crazy. I go to places and I see it all the days of my life. I'm a comedian on stage, but my wife will tell you sometimes she hates it because I kick in the comedy mode at a restaurant. I'm out of here. Sometimes I'm the most stoic individual. You know, people are like, I can't believe you're funny. When I go to court, the judge like, wow, the same guy that's in court cross-examining like he's crazy and doesn't smile a bit. And you're up. I saw you on YouTube. That's not you. I said, it's a different person because it's a different gifting. But every once in a while, when I'm in public, God will tell me, turn it on. Can I show you why? I am gifted with this gift for a purpose. Sometimes pastors can't reach you with a scripture because you're so low, they can't hear you. Sometimes praise and worship can't catch you because you hear them singing, he's high and lifted up, but you are so low, you can't feel it. Sometimes a joke can go to a low place, make you laugh and pull you up so that you can hear what a pastor says and hear the song. But until you come out of your low place, you ain't hearing nothing. So, some of y'all getting quiet, but it's okay. Psalms 30 and 5. Here's my scripture. Because there's nothing wrong with crime. There's nothing wrong with dealing with life. Life happens, but do you not know there's a time limit to grieving? There's a time limit to being in the low place. There's a time limit for walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Here's the time limit. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Next one. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. What God is saying is, I want you, you're a human, yes. Go through the grief. Go through it, yeah. Deal with it. Huh? Acknowledge it. But at some point, square your shoulders and realize, God, even though I don't feel it, I'm going to rejoice in this moment. I'm going to pull on joy. I'm going to pull on memories to make me laugh because I understand if I stay here too long, I might start talking crazy to God. How many know folks that have lost the joy and now the God that they love so much, now they curse him? You say, come to church. I don't go to church. church. What happened? Oh, they're so evil. No, they lost their joy. And if you lose your joy, you can literally lose your mind. So I was getting ready to close here. I'm going to give you a real-life application. It's easy for me to say, keep your joy. Do you know joy, joy can break up the worst moment in your life? Can I be honest with y'all? This is a funny story. It sort of goes to my little thing here. My father had died eight years ago, Pastor, and I had a show in my hometown shortly thereafter. And uh, after every show, my pop would call me and ask me how I did. It was our thing. So I was just... I wish my daddy called me. I wish I had it. Talked to my daddy. I got in my car in Charlotte, North Carolina, drove to Kannapolis, North Carolina, drove to my father's grave at night. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm about. Now, I have bad nerves. I'm scared of the dark, all that stuff. But grief had me to the point. I got in my car, in my suit from the event, drove to the graveyard. 
and went and talked to my daddy. I was out there giving him. You was, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm crying like a baby at the gravesite in the dark. Lost my mind. But right when I was at the lowest point, God sent a noise in the woods. I was lunging, and I heard something. I said, oh, wow, and I took off running. <laughs> Jumped in my car, went around a circle, got out of the cemetery, and when I pulled over at the gas station, My tears had turned into laughter. And it was as if, I, as if I heard my father, who knew I was scared of everything, say from heaven, boy, you ain't changed a bit. In that moment, God allowed that situation to pull me out because I was going into a place of depression and if I went too far in, God knew it wouldn't be good. Living Word, I know this is simple to the point, but I gotta say it. You might look good on the outside, and some of us can mask it so well. I'm good at it. I can mask with the best, but some of you need to hear this message. When you are by yourself, when that thing starts tugging on your heart, that loss, that traumatic situation, and it wants to take you under, find something to laugh about. Find something that bring. think about your grandkids. Think about that time when you lost your lunch money and they was laughing with your friends. Think about moments that give you joy because what it will do, we always talk about praise as a weapon. Yes, it is. Prayer is a weapon. Yes, it is. But the Bible also looks at joy as a weapon because when you're able to have joy in the low place, it literally confuses the enemy because the devil is like, I'm hitting with everything I've got. And they're laughing. I took the house. I repoed the car. And they're smiling. I took the loved one. And they are rejoicing. What's wrong with them? Nothing wrong with them. We are blood-bought believers who understand that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And as long as we keep our joy, devil cannot take our strength. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Living word, keep your joy. My time is up. God bless you.